0: Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prado. At the blog at the top, I have a picture of a close up of a dogwood blossom, which I was unfamiliar with until I moved down here to Georgia. Spring in the south is a glorious time of year. The fresh, light green of the grass the wealth of blossoms everywhere, so many flowers, the bugs haven't come out yet, the skies are studded with fluffy white clouds, and the birds come back. This all happens in February and March. Now, as we enter April, the storms come. The Lord said to Adam and Eve in the garden that there would be a harvest, but after the fall, he said it would come at a cost of sweat and toil and pain. Roses sprouted thorns, childbirth pains increased. Every blessing thenceforth had a pain attached to it. And so it is with the beauty of a southern spring, because it comes with tornadoes and severe storms, like trains coming across one after the other but if we know god we can accept the trouble that comes with beauty and peace because we know it will all end one day and then only joy shall reign only peace and what a day that will be here are a few links i pray are of interest to you or are edifying or even conscience provoking Now, anyone who has followed me for any period of time knows I love discernment. I love teaching it, speaking of it, urging it in life, and warning about its lack. Of course, I'm not the only woman with this concern. Many others teach it as well. And here are two of them, Amy Spreeman and Michelle Leslie, with a recent podcast at a Word Fitly Spoken, the name of their podcast, A Word Fitly Spoken, and their lesson on, quote, four ways to avoid being deceived. And quote of the title of that particular episode, they wrote, quote, It's so important that we, as Christian women, exercise discernment so that we are not deceived by false teachers or false doctrine. And in this episode, we take a look at four deceptive pop doctrines, false doctrines, that evangelical women are being wooed by right now and how you can avoid being deceived by them. End quote. So check it out. Now, in this next one, like most people, I've received a cutting or insulting remark over my lifetime. Some were intentional. Some were offhand remarks that I took as insulting. One of those was a man who said to someone else who reported it to me, gossip is bad, that I was boring. I was about 26 at the time newly single and trying to discover, discover who I was, but ouch, boring is not good. So here is a book review from Tim Challies about a book on preaching and its title caught my attention. It says, why are we so often so boring? The author doesn't go on to insist that we entertain congregations, but he muses on the fact that though some preachers pursue expositional preaching, that means preaching a verse by verse, in staid and grave fashion can be boring because the preacher includes too many details he had needed to absorb but should have been left out to the congregation because... It bogs down the sermon. In other words, just because a preacher preaches expositionally doesn't mean that it's always going to be exciting because it's a skill he may not quite have mastered yet. And so the book, Charlie's Reviewed, called Why Are We So Often So Boring, gives a short overview of tips for effective preaching. Now, to be a raconteur, which is a person who shares stories in a skillful way, takes skill. Knowing which details to include and which to leave out is important for proper pacing. And I found this in writing also, not just preaching. Any speaker or writer needs to remember what to put in and what to take out. I try to remember that so I'm not boring at parties. (laughs) as if I go to very many parties, but maybe I need to pick up the book. And hopefully your preacher has this skill. This next one, the Heritage Foundation, explains the history behind the beloved Psalm 23 in their essay called, Our Great Shepherd of Comfort and Restoration. If you're feeling low, I highly recommend reading that essay and, of course, the psalm itself. We lose so much these days by not knowing about the agricultural allusions that the Bible employs so frequently. Now, I'm not a board game player. I'm not a game player of any sort. I'm unfamiliar with Dungeons and Dragons other than that It exists. However, World Magazine reviewed the new movie Honor Among Thieves. That's the title, Honor Among Thieves, and it's based on the game of Dungeons & Dragons, and they reviewed it positively. They said, Honor Among Thieves is a heist movie, sort of like Ocean's Eleven meets Lord of the Rings. And the movie is rated PG 13 for fantasy action and a few bad words intended for comic effect. End quote from the review of that movie from World magazine. Now hopefully being rated PG 13 means there'll be a few things in the there will be few things in the movie that curled my hair and distressed my spirit. I love a good caper movie. I loved The Sting when it came out, and I did enjoy Ocean's Eleven, the remake, and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and lots of others like them. Now, I haven't seen Honor Among Thieves, but I'll include a link, as with all the other links I'll include in the show notes, to World's Review of that movie, and it's in theaters now. Now. A PS here, a warning, the link that I'll put to the review of Honor Among Thieves includes a review at the bottom of another movie, too, called His Only Son, about God and Abraham when God said to sacrifice Isaac. And that movie is produced by Angel Studios, the same people that made The Chosen, which means Mormon, and therefore not edifying. So ignore that second review in the link and in this next one, David Huffstutler at G3 Ministries wrote about our common salvation in Jude now I enjoyed this unearthing of truths from Jude Jude is a book I love because it's about discernment but Jude also wrote At the beginning, before he delved into the discernment part, that he wanted to talk about our common salvation. So what is our common salvation? How does it inform our everyday experience as a Christian? And read the essay at G3 Ministries to find out about our common salvation. It's a good one. Now, bi- excuse me. Biology is much in the news today, usually related to gender. Remember, there are only two genders. Here is an article from the Biblical Science Institute on irreducible complexity, which is also known as evolution is false. That's my that's my um, addition, my defi- definition there, but. The Biblical Science Institute explains irreducible complexity very simply and understandably and how our biology is so complex that to reduce it, to take even one part of it away, would make the whole thing crumble. So evolution really could not have occurred. There are people, sadly, out and about in life and on social media, who want to cancel John MacArthur. They do everything they can to do so, including bearing tales and slandering. In one recent case, a gaggle of women with an axe to grind, who also hate John MacArthur, circulated a photo of him that includes Johnny Erickson Tada and also disgraced pastor leader, Bill Gothard. These ladies attempted to make a tie between Gothard and MacArthur with innuendo and slander and lies. Now, Ron Hetzel came up with an investigation into that photograph because it had been presented without any context or any provenance. Nobody knew where it came from, only what these ladies were saying about the photo. It's just three people in the photo standing around laughing. So the investigation at midwestoutreach.org provides the story of from an elder and who was someone in the know who investigated because he sensed the connection these women were trying to make about the photograph was not true. His results provide context and debunking in grand fashion. Even if you know nothing about John MacArthur or Bill Gothard, the photograph, the controversy, this essay is a really good story and worth reading just to see how people slander and how they try to manipulate a photo's context to tell a different story than the one the photo actually tells, which happens quite a bit these days and is easy to do because people just don't delve or they they wanna believe what they wanna believe. And there'll be a link to Ron's investigation called Inquiring Minds Want to Know, the mystery photo. Now, I love vintage. Maybe that's because I'm getting old. (laughs) And I remember stuff from the first time around. Now, uh, here, I'll include a link to a neat essay on vintage postcards. The photographer has some vintage postcards and then visited the same places today and compared them in then and now fashion. When I was publishing my newspaper, the then and now feature was the most popular one. I think everyone loves a good then and now. So those links will all be in the show notes. I'll um, Try to find links that are on a variety of topics for you. And I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the End Time blog podcast, Potpourri edition. And I hope you have a wonderful day.